circle, and they see a man who's all calm and quiet and easygoing. And, and the kids will typically side with the father, of course. The father's this gentle guy, and the mother's getting so hysterical, they'll typically assume that it's the mama's fault. Look, she's screaming, she's yelling. And there's something the kids don't know about, a chiyav daraisa, that the kids don't know about, that's extremely important for you to be aware of, for you to know about. A man has an obligation, he has three obligations to his wife. Chiyav midaraisa. You're even three things to his wife. Sheira and Susa, Vainasa, Layigara. Sheira and Susa are physical needs. Food, shelter, the physical needs of a lady. A man's obligated as a chi of daraisa to supply the physical needs to his wife. Yisrael, a husband has a chi of daraisa to take care of the physical needs of his wife. But the third, the third chi of is spoken about less, is understood even less than that, that a man is absolutely mechuyiv midaraisa to give to his wife. The third chi of is ainasa la Ainasa besides meaning that he has to live with his wife, Dvarm Shabbatsina, private matters. But Ainasa means a lady's emotional needs. He has a chiyuv daraisa to care for her emotional needs. Very shallow husbands, I, I've met men, I don't get it. I, I don't do anything to my wife, I never do anything bad. And I, you know, I bring home the paycheck. There are many men who are bad to, to their wives, I don't do anything bad. He is absolutely not Yitzhah's chi of daraisa. He is not fulfilling his obligation, his responsibility in marriage if he is not supplying her emotional needs. If he's not being emotionally encouraged and supporting and appreciative and giving her honor, he is not supplying her emotional needs. What happens is in a marriage, a man's life is not dependent on his wife. There's no chazal which ever say that his life depends on her. A man does not depend on his emotional needs for his wife. Certainly it's a wonderful, good marriage, your best friend in the world. Certainly it's emotionally supportive for a man. But a man's emotional needs are not completely tully on his wife. A lady, the Gemara says, her entire life depends on him. If you ever read the book, Committed Lives, it's a book by Rebetz and Youngrice who was Nefteris this year, this lady who was Makar of thousands of years, an unbelievable person. I was Zaycha to speak to her many times. She had grandchildren who learned in, in the Masifta, in the Yeshiva, in the Masifta, in the Beis Medrash. And she wrote a book, Committed Life, that in a lot details her, 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 her relationship to her husband. In this book, Committed Lives. What's fascinating is, Rebetzin Youngreis is probably the most famous religious lady in the world. And one of the most famous ladies in the world. But religious ladies, for sure, the most famous religious lady in the world. This is a person who prime ministers and presidents meet with, a very, very famous person who's started this organization, Hineni, and was Makaira of thousands of people. She had a television show for like 50, uh, 40 years, for many, many years. She's a lady who was out there. And she was celebrated by many, many people. Many families owe their whole families to her. Many from Mishpachis owe their existence to her. And here's a lady celebrated worldwide. But if you read the book, all she cared about is her husband hold of me. 
A lady could be the president of the United States, it almost happened, and she could be the most prestigious position in the world. All that will matter to her. If her husband doesn't think she's good, if her husband doesn't think she's pretty, if her husband doesn't think she's an effective person, the esteem is shot. The Gemara Chulin has a Lushen. Her life is dependent on you. When you marry a girl, your absolute obligation and responsibility and what you absolutely must do is give support somebody in the most profound way emotionally to take care of her emotional needs. That is your chiyav daraisa in marriage. So what kids don't understand, they see an hysterical person, very crazy, what I do? And me, some men don't understand it. What would I do? You're not supplying somebody's emotional needs. You're not caring for and attentive to and sensitive to the emotional needs of somebody. There's a yid... From the, I think from the Tzadiki Hadar, that's my opinion, his name is Rav Aaron David. He lives in Eretz Yisrael. He's a Yid, Shas, Bavli, Yerushalmi. His, his, his Yidiyah Satoyer, unbelievable. Brilliant Talmud Chacham. Tremendous Talmud Chacham. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz used to tell people, and this is, this is 40 years ago, that, if, that look at, look at Rav Aaron David, you'll get your Shemaim, you don't have to learn Musa. Like, look at Rav Aaron David. That will account as a Musa Seder. So Reb Chaim said 40 years ago, is a yet a very, very elevated person, Rav Aaron David. Rav Aaron David has notebooks. Besides Chedush Torah, you know he has notebooks that every single day of his life, I, a friend of mine saw these notebooks. He showed a friend of mine these notebooks, precious notebooks. Every day of his life, he writes down two stories about his wife. Every day of his life. He writes in the notebook two things about his wife. It could be the littlest thing. She made the, she did this, she said this to this one. She, he writes down two stories about his wife every day. If you, if you watch his Shalom Bayis, Naira, unbelievable. We used to joke, I, was, I told him many times about Reb Chaim Brim. One of the most amazing things we were able to see about Reb Chaim Brim, this, this Sadiq, this God Ladar, but was one of the most remarkable things. The Chevri used to joke that him and his wife were still Shana Rishayna. They were married 50 years. The respect they had for each other, Naira. I brought Bachram once to Reb Chaim Brim. I came to Reb Chaim Brim, and guys had just come to Eretzol, and I wanted to introduce them to Reb Chaim Brim. So when I came to Reb Chaim Brim, he had an unbelievable respect for his wife. He's Rebetzin, the Rebetzin. Unbelievable respect. So when I came to Reb Chaim Brim, he said to me, wait, wait a few minutes, my wife's not ready as, to see you guys yet. As if like we were coming for his wife. He was so posh at him, his wife's so big, you're not coming for me. The Rebbetz is not ready, we're here to see you, Rebbe. As if we're here for the Rebbetz. Rev. Aaron David's wife, I'm talking about Rev. Aaron David, his wife was in childbirth and she was ble- bleeding profusely, it was life-threatening. Doctors weren't sure she was going to survive. So he called Reb Chaim Brim, his Rebbe, quickly, called Reb Chaim Brim, got him on the phone. He said, my wife's dying. So he said, one minute, i got to run to the Rebetzin. He ran to the Rebetzin. He came back to the phone. He said that the Rebetzin said, everything's going to be fine, and it's a boy, Mazel Tov. It was a boy, everything was fine. But, um, but the, the respect that he had for his Rebetzin, Naira, unbelievable respect for his Rebetzin, tremendous. When I was in Shana Rishon, I asked Reb Aaron David a shower, we're going to Shana Rishon, I think. Was for a minute. I was in Shunner a while ago. I think it lasted 
Right. <laughs> That's what he said, 10 years. They say a line from the Chaznish, I'd say, That's a Maisa Rav Ravayan David. said it lasted 10 years. Nair. You're unbelievable. They get to write every single day two stories about his wife. There's a, there's a Yid who's busy. There's a Yid Kola Tayr Kula. A Yid who's a Gabite Stucker. He, he collects millions for Stucker, millions for Stucker, <coughs> gives out. Tremendously busy, important. Every single day takes the time. Sheir Ksusa the absolute responsibility of a man to care for his wife, to take care of the emotional needs. The Rambam, I took the wrong Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchus Ishus says about a husband that ain't la'atzev, he shouldn't be sad. It's a chiv. The Ram is a, is a halacha sefer. Ein la'atzev. Husband has to be a rack for the home to give chizuk and support and encouragement. That has to be a husband. That has to be the power of a husband. What he brings to the family. So many, many children don't understand this part of things. When they look at Matzavnik, they don't understand. They see a mother is hysterical. I'm not saying every time a mother is hysterical means the father is not being supportive. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there are areas you don't know about and has bad results. Tznius is unbelievable. Tznius is important. One of the, one of the things that happens is Tznius is we don't get to see that side of our Abayim. The G'daylam, the biggest people, they were tremendous husbands. There's a letter from Rabbi Kivager. There's a letter at Kivager. I don't know, I don't know, in, in my house, I, I, please understand, when we say Rabbi Kivager in my house, I shake. To me, my father's a person who knows Shas, like I know my name. My father speaks about his Rebbeim, who speak about their Rebbeim. Rekiveger is the Goin Hador, the Godel Hador. Rekiveger, Kol Rekiveger, every cash Rekiveger is. Somebody read Rekiveger a Shidduch. Shortly after his Rebbetzin passed away, somebody read Rekiveger a Shidduch. They, they, they mentioned the name to him. There's a letter we have from Rekiveger where he writes, you don't understand the connection, add to my wife, you're reading me another, he writes a lush, and we used to talk late into the night, and she, she writes a lush, and you're, you're reading me another shidduch, do you understand the support, and the closeness, and the care that he had to his wife, and here, like, he, it was like, you, you just don't get it, like, I'm a robot, you're reading me another shidduch. But that understanding of supporting another person, emotionally caring for another person, respecting, covered, respecting another person, respect, a deep-seated respect, the tendency of anything that we're used to is to lose respect. The Gemara says in Kedushin that in Mechuzah, they weren't so good to Talmidei Chachamim. In Mechuzah, they didn't have a tremendous respect. Says the Gemara, why not? You're supposed to respect because it was shrichi burabanan because they had a lot of tummy the they were used to them. The, being used to it stops respecting it. The nature of when you get rugged to something, you stop seeing its preciousness. You're just used to it. So it's, you start taking good things for granted. Stelzach for a wife that a person's used to is around, you stop seeing the milus. When a Bachar comes to me when he's engaged and he's all starry, oh, she's amazing, wow. Rebbe, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I want him to say that 20 years after he's married and 30 and 50 and 60 years after he's married. That, but that takes, a, that, takes a ben, that takes a Ben Ali, a working person, who keeps the cover, the Rambam, in the chiyuvim of a husband to his wife, says, to be mechabit or yoisimi gufay. Mechabed, more than he wants his own cover, the cover of his wife, the dignity and honor of his wife. I want to say that a person who emotionally cares for his wife and respects his wife gets a great gift. He's married to a queen. 
We're kaiveya, chaya tluyin alecha. A person disrespects and doesn't support and encourage a spouse, so then he's, he's married to somebody who's, who's missing a lot. He's kaiveya, who he's married to. He could be married to a shmata, and he made her a shmata, because he didn't respect and appreciate and value, and he wasn't mechabed. Of course, people have flaws. We're all flawed. And in a marriage, the flaws of the other person affect us. We're all flawed, every human being. You're flawed, and any girl, the Beis Hashem, your wife will have flaws. Because human beings are flawed, and her flaw, her, flaw, her flaw impacts us. So in not Ben Ali, your focus is on the flaws, is frustrated with the flaws, ignores the mailis, ignores the good points, and, and thus he doesn't, he's not married to a princess. But Ben Ali notices the mailis, and the challenges, so he needs that to overcome. That makes him better. You need her mailis and her flaws. You need both things. In Isha's an Ezer and Kinegdoi. In one, in one understanding, an Ezer is her mailis, the help, the support that a wife gives a person. And the Kinegdoi is the challenges we need also. We need her chesrainis. That's what we need too, to become great people. We need the chesrainis to become great people. I was just speaking to a friend I was talking in terms of children. I was talking to a friend. He was talking about how much work he's putting into his family, to each child. We were talking about it. It's so hard. I don't know how some can become great without children. I don't know how. Our children make us great. We learn patience. We, learn, we just become large people if we really care and try and adjust and work on ourselves. To the point, like we were talking about that we're that became great without children. It's like an ace to me. It's an ace. The terror says it's possible, but it's much harder. It's, much, it's like an unlikely scenario without children. There's an there's a altar of Nevardic. The altar of Nevardic says, it says that Noyach was a tzaddik b'doyreisav. In his generation, he was a tzaddik. It sounds like in another generation, he wouldn't have been a tzaddik. Says the altar of Nevardic says something very profound, very, very deep. It also says that that Noyach needed a sad letamchay, Noyach needed support, Yaakov, and Avram didn't need any support. Says the altar of Nevardik something very deep. He says there are two types of great people. There's one great person that his circumstances created the greatness. Be- through adjusting to his challenges of life, Ike became great. Through adjusting to marriage, to his children, the circumstances of life adjusting and accepting and working through made him great. There's another person who didn't need the circumstance of light. No matter what, they have such greatness in them, it's not even the circumstances that bring out the greatness. The altar says that Noyach, his greatness came in response to his generation. Being in such a difficult generation, he was forced to become a tzaddik. A friend of mine's father, his, his father was a big guy in the community. And his father was caught doing terrible Averis. He was caught doing terrible Averis, psyche, And it was a disgrace for the whole family in the community. The busyness my friend went through is not describable. The whole family was disgraced severely because the father, a public figure in a community, did very bad Averis. So my friend said to the Hevri, he said to us, 
that he has no choice but to become great. He has no, he's so embarrassed, so ashamed, so for something he didn't do, but the nature, he walks the streets, he has no choice but to become great. What do I mean become great? To learn that muna, to learn that don't care what people think. He has no choice. If he just wants to survive, he has to pick up great things. Or either he becomes great or he, or he melts. So he has no choice. Life's forcing him to become great. Says the altar of Nevaradik, there are people, Noyach was great, was a tzaddik. The greatness came, he had no choice. In such a dur, if he wasn't great, he'd be nothing. I say in our generation, we're like forced to be great. If you're not, it used to be the simple guy, he didn't learn so much. I told the Bachar yesterday, he said, you have no choice but to become fiery passion in Ruchnius. In the world of addicts, in the world of addicts, so this, the, if a person doesn't grab on to spirituality, a person doesn't grab on to he's finished. So I said to this book, you have no choice but to become great. So the altar says that Noyach's greatness came in response to his conditions of life. Avram Avinu, there was a greatness within that didn't matter in the conditions. So I say a person has children and a person has a wife and, a, and, and care, uh, you can have a wife and not be married too. But I'm talking about a person who tries to be married, who tries to be best friends with his wife, who tries to have the relationship that the Torah wants from us, the sheirik susvay nasalei gara, the caring, the taking care, the nurturing relationship, the caring for somebody's emotional needs, it creates greatness in a person. To the point that I can't, it's like boggles my mind. You need to be Avram Avinu to be great without children. We've had tzaddikim, we didn't have kids. The Chazanesh, somebody mentioned before. We've had big tzaddikim without children. Lubavitcher Rebbe didn't have children. So we've had great people. Lubavitcher didn't have children. So we've had great people. We've had great, great people who became great without children. That's like a nace. That's a nice, that's like Avram Avinu together. The pastor says you need a wife, you need children. I'm sorry? He had children. Yeah, sure. Sure. I think so. Yeah, I met a grandchild of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but the kids are is, is there were great people. It's possible, but it's much more unlikely. Because what's necessary, the building of oneself to adjust, to work through, to become large, to become a bigger person, a caring person. You just become bigger when you, when you incorporate another person in your life. And that is, that is the job of marriage, that is the depth of marriage, to incorporate another person, to be mechabit another person, to think about another person, to, to, put that, to, to make that a big part of your life. I've said over before, I cast him out, writes this in his sefer. We know how important Vahakil Reacha Kamaicha is in the Torah. When Hillel wanted to teach Kola Torah Kulu, that's what he taught, to love the next person. Reb Chaim Vital says the Iker Nidain in Shemaim. The main question in heavens on Vahakil Reacha Kamaicha is how are you to your wife? Reacha means Reyim Ahuvim, your ultimate friend. The ultimate friend is Reyim Ahuvim, is your wife. And after the Reacha Kamaicha, the Iker Chiyuv and the main Nidain, like Kestenbaum brings in Oil Mamidas, is how did you treat your wife? What type of husband were you to your wife? Did you support her? Did you take care of her? In the Svarim, the Amunah Svarim, that guys are very into. The Amunah Svarim, what's the Yid's name? The Garden of Rebarush. This is like a big topic of his. I, I'm not a Bucky in the Svarim at all. I hear nice things about this Yid. But I, 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 somebody showed me as one Garden of Peace on marriage. 
he describes a person who's like this big Rebbe, who's Mekayr of the whole world. But what is he to his Mishpacha? That is the question of life. It's, it's by Rav Arush, but it's a Pasuk in the Torah. Avram Avinu is Mekayr of the whole world. Avram Avinu, tens of thousands. But what does the Pasuk say why Hashem loves Avram? Ki You know why I love Avram Avinu? Lemana sher yitzava es bonav es his mitzaves, children, and Beisoy means his wife. His mitzaves, children, and his mishpacha, lishmar derech Hashem, to go in the way of Hashem. His mechanech, his family, his mishpacha. That nekuda, to be a person who takes care and supports his family. I quote this Pasuk, and you'll hear from me over and over and over. Goymel nafshay, Yishchasen. Who is a man of kindness? Goymel nafshay. What's nafshay? Says Rashi, mishpachtoy. Somebody who's good to his family is a man of kindness. In our secular world, kindness we perceive is out of the house. Kindness is, is all over. But that's not how the Torah view of kindness. The Iker Chesed is to your family. A man of kindness is good to his mishpacha. Nafshah is mishpachtai. person takes care of his family, is good, supportive of his family. I met... Years back, a group of Hassanim asked me to meet with them in the Yeshiva, the base Medrash, years ago. A group of guys were Hassanim, and they asked that we should sit down and talk about marriage. I was speaking that now as Hassanim, you're whining and dining your callous. You're taking good care of them. You bring them here. I said, I demand. I'm going to speak to you in 10, 20, 30, 40. I demand that you're whining and dining them then. Take care of them. Support and give... The same person today who's caring for and, and taking around and giving good times, I want to hear that in 20 years, in 30 years, in 50 years. I want to hear that Nikud also. That's, ben Aliyah has to have that component, has to have that in his life. It's one of the most biggest missions of our life. The topic is spoken a lot today of at-risk children. It's a big topic. We all have a sense. We want, we want our children to be B'nai Torah. We want our children to be, to be Avdei Hashem. We want our children to be passionate Yidin. I know Rai Kestnam speaks a lot in the yeshiva about Shalom Bayis. What's Pshat? In yeshiva, we want to produce people that are fiery Avdei Hashem. Sometimes a bacher switches in from another yeshiva. He doesn't even know what he's getting into. I always feel bad for the guy. He doesn't know what he's going to become a fiery Avdei Hashem. He doesn't even have what he's going to become. So... <laughs> I feel fun. I don't feel bad. So I'm, I'm saying as a joke, but it's funny to me. The guy doesn't chap what he's getting into. He's switching in. He sees Ike, cool guy. It's threes. I'll join. He doesn't know what he's going to The kids are... what's good. The kids are is that a yeshiva wants to produce a person who's a fiery Eved Hashem, who's a serious, sincere Eved Hashem. But we want it to last. We want it to perpetrate. We want it to go on for dayers. A guy's the biggest fiery Eved Hashem if he can't give it to his children so it doesn't last. Avram Avinu said, I don't want anything. If I don't have children, nothing you give me is worth it, Hashem. I want the Yiddishkeit to perpetrate. I want it to go into future dayers. I don't want to just be a loyal Eved Hashem. A person who has Banim wa Avdei Hashem is Loimais. It doesn't die. He's still alive. Because it's children are Avdei Hashem. All of us have that sense. The most lebedic a guy says, Rebbe, I want to learn how to learn so I can learn with my kids one day. He has a sense. Torah, it's the first words we teach a child. Torah, it's Siva Lanu Moshe. 
My Russia kilas Yaakov. My Russia doesn't say Yerusha. My Russia means something that you're supposed to give over, a heritage. My Russia kilas Yaakov. It's ours to give over. Everybody has a sense that there's something precious that I want to live and give over and perpetrate. Your palm said that 90% of Chinuch Habonim is Shalom Bayis. You want it to perpetrate. If the home is a tranquil home, there's a Yid who comes to, who comes to Blue Ridge every single year, Lagbaim, a big tzaddik, Rev Aryeh. Big tzaddik in Eretz who learned with giants, who learned with tzaddikim, who learned with gedolim. He was a chavruser of Abba Ben Zion, Rab Zion Shaul. Yeah, it's a big, big tzaddik. I believe it's related to you. Yeah, it's related to the Mets. It's related. You're related to the Mets. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So. <laughs> the kitzer is that this Rev Aryeh, who's, who's been with many Gedalim, he's been with many Tzadikim and been close to Gedalim and is himself a tremendous Yid, he told me his observation that great people come from calm houses. You do observe many Tzadikim. He said, great people come from calm houses. Calm, soft, comfortable houses. That's how great people come. There's a, there's a Gemara in Gittin. The Gemara says, when you say, When you give your Mishpacha spiritual advice, you're giving spiritual advice, you should say it say it calmly. So you would think, because good midas. It says, in order that your words are listened to. When you say things calmly, people listen to them. You have a message of your home. If there's not a nachas, if there's not a tranquility and a calmness, the message of the home don't get passed on. That's the Gemara saying. Say these words, b'nichusa, say them calmly, with tranquility, with calmness. The words of chachamim are heard when it's benachas. When there's a tranquility, when there's a calmness to them, then the words are listened to. Right? Kestamam speaks so much about Shalom Bayis. That's an important part of a yeshiva because we want the ideals of Torah to be go to you and to be passed on to your offspring. If a person is a person who can't create a home of serenity, of peace, then all the ideas, all the values you have will not go to your children. In an environment where it's stressful, so the, the, the beautiful ideals of the house don't get passed on. And the one who it lies on to make a peaceful home is the husband. A lady's emotional, she's supposed to be emotional. The, the, the one who it's on to make a home of tranquility is a man who's sensitive, who's attuned to his wife's needs in a major, major way, is thinking about it, is focused on his wife's needs, on his wife's strachim. That's what's required, important, that becomes a massive mission of our lives, maybe unequal to any other mission of our life. To take this person, other people, we don't say, Chayeim Tului Malacha. On other people, we don't say their lives are dependent on you. You know what it means on a person who it says, this person's life is completely dependent on you. A guy goes to a marriage, yeah, geschmack, we all go, we sing and dance. There's a lady now who her entire existence, chayel, her entire life, is dependent on this guy. Her entire happiness, her entire career is now dependent on somebody. 
there's, there's, there are girls who, sh- it, in, it's much harder for a girl to get engaged, to get married than a boy. Just they have an intuition. They sense it like, they sense it deep inside what it means. They're giving over their lives to somebody. By a man, it's not that way. Even in Allah that a man can marry two ladies because his life is not totally on one. There's a Chaim Rebbe Gershon. By a lady, her life is completely given to this man. Her life and her career and her future is given over to this man. The man has to understand that. He has to understand that deeply and profoundly. Her life is dependent on you. I want to I wanna say, I want to continue on this theme, Shay. Why do women get married so much younger than men, though? It's for them, and they're giving up much more. Like they're always much younger than the men. Are. It's a very good question. It's a very good It says, that there's a whole chazal, it's a long sugi, this topic. It's, it's, a, it's a chazal, it's a gemara in Gittin, that tavam l'meisif tandum l'meisif armlu, ladies like getting married more than men. It's, it's a whole sugi. Ladies definitely have a sense. That's clear. They have a sense that they're giving over their life more than the men. That's, that's, that's clear. There's clearly different natures of men and ladies. Ladies are next a year younger than men. There's, the, the question is a very deep question, an important question to think about. Ladies are a year younger than a man. It's pretty shocking. They have a chiv daraisa. A man at that age doesn't have or doesn't get nine-ish. The ladies gets nine-ish. She's 12. She's bas mitzvah. So there's clearly different ages, different things going on. Yes. Yeah. I wanna I wanna tell you something. This is again, you have to be this all these topics are sensitive. Obviously we're speaking a lot to Ramiza because these ain't darshan barayas. You're not allowed to speak about these matters in public. So what I'm saying now, what, what I wanna continue on is quite Burmiza. But this is, to me, is my most important chayasara. When you talk about marriage, and you talk, to me, is very important thing to tell Bachram. Extremely important. Bachram are trained. Bachram are trained that taiva. Often they think taiva is like the dark side of ourselves, like this good ben taiva is trying to dive in better with, with more consistency, more regularity. Is trying to learn better. Is trying to work on his midos. And then he has like, this good Ben Tyre has like this dark side, he has Taiva. He has like this dark, evil side, this bad guy in him that he has desires. Don't tell him, shh, it's Taiva. This good, you see, he looks like, a, you see his from an ashtray, you see his midas, but don't be fooled, Ike. Don't be fooled, Ike, this good, delicious Ben Tyre, who's so nice. Take off the coat for this one, this is an old coat. Shai, you offer the coat for this one. Baby, you know that's, that's cool. Oh. What did you say? It's mine. Oh, yeah? It's nice. I switched coats. It's not anymore. Not <laughs> Chazak is going down. Sa'aikalon. A buffer thinks you take. Ellie, they move the stander. I need to see you. Ellie, move the stander. Ah, he's wearing his coat behind the stander. You little. You little. Look like this gorgeous guy. Dark <laughs> I knew that stander, that piece flex, of wood. Flex, uh, Mike, can you bring the stander forward? Just put it on the floor. Yeah. No, this one, no, no, no. Joey, you take this stander and put it on the floor. Yeah, because I can't huh? see all this. You better delete this part of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> you just put it on the floor. There. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. Shalom, Ravitz. Shali, welcome. Ravazi. 
<laughs> but the CLs. Wow, I didn't know you're that strong. It's a bad answer. Why would a guy that strong hide behind the stender? Flex, 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 we enjoy when we're watching all the games. Once in a while, you hit a shot and you come to the cameras. And you... The best is when he flexed to the guy who was inbounding the ball. He goes into his face. He goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> we felt when you flexed to the camera, we felt recognized. We're watching the game. I was surprised more guys didn't come over, say hello to us. We're in Durham. We're watching every second of every game. Ellie like recognized us when he came over and he flexed. It was like a hello, Pasha. Like, <laughs> did anybody else come over to us? Like, a couple of waves here and there. Maybe Jan gave a wave or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys don't know which camera. It's true. Ellie knew the camera. You were like right in our face, flexing for us. <laughs> Right, it's, it's a very good point. When you're there, you don't have which cameras what. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well said, Jordan. So you, Ellie has to teach Thailand for next year. Yeah. I mean there. I mean there. I mean there for that place. Okay. We'll have. We'll have. First one. The Kitzrat Varmis, the Kitzrat Varmis, that, uh, that a Bakr has an understanding that the Taiva side of himself is the dark side of himself, and he's made, he's been made, to, he's been made, to, it's just the, the bad side of me. I'm, I, people think I'm a good guy, but I also have Taiva, the dark side. It is unbelievably inaccurate. It is completely not true. And a person's given Taiva... The type of a person is from the holiest sides of a person. <laughs> Literally from the holiest sides of a person. A person, all of us have the possibility, the words themselves are unbelievable words. It says about a person, <laughs> a person has three partners in the creation of man. His father, his mother, and Hashem. There are three partners in a person, his tata and his mama and Hashem. Unbelievable that a person can be called a shotif, a partner with Hashem. Unbelievable that a person has the yechilis to create, to be a creator. Unbelievable, naira. And the taiva, the, that part of a person is what creates another human being. It's what creates another human being. Unbelievable zchus to create another Eved Hashem, to partner up with Hashem to create a person to the point that it's called Shloisha Shotfim Ba'adam. There are three partners on a human being. It is the profoundly holy side of ourselves. It is not true that Taiva is a bad side of ourselves. Taiva is the side of ourselves meant to create, to be like Hashem. It's the side of ourselves that can care for a person. It's the side of ourselves that can be good for a, to a person. Imagine a guy with his wife if he had no taiva. It's the side of ourselves that allows us to be a good husband, that assists and allows us to be an excellent husband. It is a great side of ourselves to create and build. I was going to call Bachram last year at the end of the year. 
at the end of the year, there was, I want you to hear this, Shai. At the end of the year, the year was very tumultuous at the end of last year. Oh, because yeah. of all the things we were going through with the government, with the dorms, we, well, never, had, we never had a period that was, was, was that difficult in the yeshiva, unsettled. And there were things I didn't get to say to guys before the guys left, just because of everything that was going on. I wanted, I had, I came close to making a conference call to Bachram. Bachram are off. And with Taiva, they can destroy lives. There are girls out there that are struggling, that are having difficult times. And a Bachram with Taiva can kill a life. Sometimes I'll see a younger guy in Yesheva who's doing inappropriate things, and it makes me so sad. I know he'll be a Bentire one day. I know he'll be a precious, but how many corpses is he going to leave till he gets there? It's tragic that there are dead people in his wake. Then all of a sudden, I'm a Bentire, I'm good now. But you have, you have dead bodies. You have dead bodies all around that you hurt, that you impacted. Lerah. Scary. I wanted to beg the guys. Taiva is meant to create and build. And Taiva is so important. It's the holiest side of ourselves. It's meant to be a giver. Taiva is meant to be a giver one day in a relationship with commitment. It's the greatest, holiest side that connects us to Hashem. The mitzvah that Avram Avinu was given bris milas in that makim, the spot that marks a yid as a yid, the spot that celebrates our connection to Hashem is the makim of taiva. Because that makim is a makim of taiv ma'id, a tremendous, holy, precious side of ourselves, tremendous side of ourselves, when it's used to build, create, and give. Don't take something that's so precious and use it to destroy. I want to tell you something. When we teach that it's the dark side, Taiva, Nashim, Nashim are great. Do you like girls, Rabbi Say? Yes, excellent, excellent, excellent. Baruch Hashem should make a kiddush. When I see my kids like girls, I'm so excited. Baruch Hashem, nothing for granted. Nothing for granted. Baruch Hashem, Chesed Hashem. Very important side. Taiva is not the dark side. When we teach people it's the dark side, we are actually encouraging Averis. I'll tell you why. Why is it so bad if somebody looks at something inappropriate? So what? Why is it so bad? See, so he looked at something. He gives him pleasure. So what? Guy in his dorm is alone. He looks at the worst thing. So what? So what? I get Rabbi, I get a little pleasure. Let's be honest. No, it's terrible. Why? Why? He looked at something bad. Okay. He has enough for a few seconds. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? He said, say that. We're trained, we're not allowed to ask this against the rules. Terrible, sicko, disgusting. Why? What is wrong? He saw something inappropriate. He had some pleasure. Why is it so bad? It's only bad if you understand that the point of Taiva is to create, build. If somebody would dance on a Sefer Torah, that's disgusting because the Sefer Torah is meant to learn from and study and elevate us. When it's used, defiled, only, you can only understand how bad it is to drop a Sefer Torah if you understand the value of what a Sefer Torah is supposed to be. Our whole lives are led and guided by that Torah and that safe. The Torah and that safe that's protected and guarded is the secret of our lives. If people see us and say, why are you so precious? What is it about the Jewish? The answer is right there. Everything we are is because of what's in that safe. The Sefer Torah that's in there. Everything we are is from that. It's from studying that, living it, that gift Hashem gave us. 
What's precious about us is that everything, it comes out Monday. What, the reason we show a tremendous respect for the Sefer Torah, there's a tremendous covered surrounding. It's very important to me who the Gabbai is in the Yeshiva. It's important to me the whole massive surrounding the Sefer Torah. It's very important to me who gets Aliyahs. It's important to me Hagba, the whole massive. What are we giving? What are we so serious about? When we bring that out, everything, what is that you just took out that everybody's, everybody's bowing? When it's raised, bow, Hever. Get up and bow. You're supposed to bow. When the guy picks up the tire and he faces you, give a little bow. Everybody, bow. Sagidna kamei I bow to you, Hashem, and I bow to your precious tire. I subjugate myself to your tire. Everything we are is that tire. Comes from Hashem's precious being loyal to His Torah. See, so understand our respect for it. So then, a misuse of the Torah, Naira, somebody with Chas Vishal misused the Torah. The reason it's so bad, a guy sits in his dorm and he looks at something inappropriate is because Taiv is such an exalted place in this world. Because you're taking something that's precious and meant for a precious purpose and you're defiling it. You're taking something that's meant to be a shutta for the Hashem, that's meant to give, that's meant to care, to assist us in our great mission of caring for another human being, and it's meant to use it right and you're abusing it. That's what's so bad. It's so bad because Taif is so good. You're taking something that's precious, lofty, and you're defiling it. Like, that's how you're using it. That's what you're using Taif for. Taiva was meant to give to another person, to help you be loyal to another person. So Shai said, people ask, why do we have Taiva before we're ready to be loyal to another person? I don't know the answer. But I want to say that what a precious thing that Hashem gave us a gift. And if if we only had Taiva when we were with a certain Isha, if we only had Taiva when we were ready, it wouldn't be as precious as I waited for you. It wouldn't be as precious. Hashem gave me a gift. I had something I'd been holding for years, and I'd been waiting for the right one, and here is this ring. Imagine a guy has a beautiful wedding ring that he had for 30 years, but he didn't give it to anybody. You're the one I've been holding on to this. Here it is. We have something precious that we utilize in the, to, to create and to give and to take care of. That's what's so bad, misuse of taiva. When I see a Bachar taking Taiva and destroying lives, it's tragic because the very tool he was given to build lives, the very tool he was given to be a creator with Hashem, the very tool he was given to, to Pasha, this is the tool he was given for greatness, to be a Shutaf with Hashem. From the holiest things he was given, you're destroying people with. What a hepech, what an abuse, what a misuse of a precious gift. A gift that was handed for such important purposes to be a creator with Hashem. To create and you're using that to destroy. That's what's disgusting. It's so sad. It's tragic. You're using that to destroy your life. Yes. Don't, don't like girls like, listen to the same by them. Like, they may not use us at all. The girl is equally guilty to the boy. But I, if a, somebody came up to me, Shai, gave me a gun... He said, Kalish, take this gun and shoot me. I said, I'm going to shoot. So now if you don't shoot me, I'm going to get somebody else to kill me. I assure you, I'm not killing them. You're right, they're also guilty. They say, please kill me. Lemay said, these relationships, it kills the girls. It kills them. There are corpses. There are corpses there. 
Don't be the one to kill a person. Is she guilty? Also, yeah, she's guilty too. She's hurting. She's not well. But I'm not killing. I'm not doing assisted. Doctor Kavorkian, Yemach Shemay Vizich is a sicko. He does assisted suicide. He was the first doctor, Doctor Kavorkian. I shouldn't say his name the best much. He used to kill people like these these assisted suicides. People would come to him. They'd say, "I'm in so much pain, doctor. Please kill me." He would give them an injection and kill them. He was the first guy. Assisted suicides. He said, "I'm a compassionate guy." The person. Wanted wants to die, so I help out. <laughs> I, a girl says, please kill me, and if you don't kill me, someone says, kill me anyway. I'm not killing her. I'm not doing, I don't want blood in my eyes. Let somebody else kill her. That's, we could talk privately what it does to a girl. It emotionally scars and damages a girl deeply, profoundly. The Kitzrat Verm is that which was given to build, to create, to assist, to help. You're using to destroy. That's tragic. That's a tragic abuse of something. And of course, then when it, the right time, see, you've, you've defiled something precious, something meaningful, something that was serious, something that has such pretend, something that's kedushas, is, is full of kedushas, an act of kedusha. Yet in this topic, I can't, I can't say more. I can't say more. And this is not in darshan by rise. The rabbin, you don't speak about these topics more explicitly. But I want, this is what I want, I want to share with the Olam. I think it's important to know. First off, you have taiva, celebrate, be happy. Baruch Hashem. thank Hashem for taiva. And then, and then, remember the lessons that taiva is precious and, and then utilize it as such. I think we're partly responsible. The Yitzhahara loves when we knock taiva, we rip it and slam it. And then the, the, the young, innocent Bach, who's a 10th grade, and he just like has this dark side. And then he like tries his hardest, Shmira Senayim, Vichulu, Vichulu. He doesn't understand it's not a dark side of yourself, not in the slightest, not in the slightest. It's a great, great gift of Hashem, an important gift, a very good side of ourselves that has a place, that has a time, that has a pshat, that has a way, that has a usage from the most important usages of our life. And then each thing in its time, in its place, in its right way, that is the attitude of a ben Torah. That is the proper attitude of a ben Torah. That's the understanding attitude of the ben Torah. Keep in mind that the makayim, that signifies our relationship to Hashem, the bris. If you would pick a spot to have some mark on our bodies of our great connection to Hashem, an ice bris, a mark on our bodies that we have a connection to Hashem, I don't know if this is the first place you would think of, but this is what Hashem says. This is the spot where I want you to be my, where I want to mark on your body of your connection to me, the possibility of being a creator like Hashem. A person then has to have the attitude to use his taiva like all the gifts that Hashem gave him in the right time, in the right place, in the right way. That is, that is what I want to share with the guys. Chaisara, everybody speaks about marriage and Shaduchim. That's the Minig Yisrael. Because Chaisara, because Yitzchak Kavim. Hey, we're not done yet. We're just warming up. Yeah, 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 this needs, it needs, it's heavy, so it needs a good song. Uh, Let me think of a good song. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one, that's a good one. That's a nice one. You know what, we'll speak about, there's a word of very song, Vizakeni, composed by our Baruch. The Baruch Levine will sing the Zakeni. Awesome. Good. The Zakeni. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Start. Are you start?